Hell yeah. Boom. Awesome. We are on a fucking roll today. Welcome to Everything and Nothing. With your hosts, Chris Cox and Charlie Hickmott. Are you in Washington right now? Uh, I am. Charlie is in Oregon. Yeah. Okay, cool. Where, where are you stationed? I'm in uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, but I did live in Portland, Oregon uh, twice in my life. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd actually never been to uh, Vancouver. Everybody, everybody would go called the Couve. <laughs> That's okay. You're not missing much, honestly. They sell booze okay. in grocery stores. Which yeah, is they do that here normal. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was alive when they made the switch. So I, I remember when we didn't do that. Oh, cool. Which was like, I was 21. So I was just like, yeah, cool. I don't know. I think, I think uh, Pennsylvania is pretty boozy. I mean, it was really uh, founded by a Quaker. So the Quakers separate themselves by gender, but they drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah, Quaker wrestling. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the state of Pennsylvania was given to <laughs> William Penn by the, the king at the time. And right. then he was a Quaker. Is that where the the pen in Pennsylvania comes from? Yeah, literally. Wow. Like it's it was just a gift from the king. Like have this land. Well, fuck. How do I get somebody to just give me some land? Right. That'd be cool. Yeah. The millennial dream. <laughs> Honestly, we would just build a commune on it anyway. Like. Um. Yeah. I'm all about communal living. I'm right? about to move in with my ex, who's my baby's daddy and my boyfriend. And uh, because why not? Because why not have three adults paying bills? Yeah. And it's not a it's not a poly relationship because it's contractual with my ex because it's like we're still married for insurance and kid reasons, tax reasons. I think we're just being like to the system. <laughs> yeah, which we respect here at Everything and Nothing. You know, suck it <laughs> yeah. for all it's worth, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was what like, you, you know, do? we can pool our money and buy houses because everybody needs a house. Not that I think landlords are that great, but everybody needs a house. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather fuck the, like, upper-level government than, like, the guy who has some power, like, his own. He's trying to just get his own right. piece of the pie. Exactly. He's moving on up to the east side. I'm going to give you the points, but I don't know that you deserve all of them. We finally have a piece of the pie. That does make me feel better about right. it, yes. Right. You, were, you, were not, you were not fully in when you would first start. You have that. to sing the theme song of the Jeffersons, right? That's what you're doing? Yes. you got to sing it all the way through. Moving on up <laughs> to the east side, to the high-rise apartment in the sky. Moving yeah. on up to the east side, we finally have a piece of the pie. Okay, this is going to start leading into bits here in a second, uh, really easily. So we're okay. going to actually start recording things uh, so that so that we can be getting the shit underway. Uh, I, and then I we recorded can be all of that. So all don't of even worry. Well, we, you know what? 
<laughs> we not done the actual introduction for the show yet or anything. I, okay. That's a that's a special extra for the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon. That's the Patreon. Oh my god. Okay. Uh Charlie, do you wanna do you wanna start it off, off this time? See how that feels? Sure. Uh, welcome back to Everything and Nothing with me, uh, Charlie Hickmott. That's Chris Cox. I'm Chris. And uh, yeah, this is our podcast where we talk about just kind of various oddball subjects, just whatever we're feeling about. You mean like like everything and, and nothing? That's almost exactly what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Chris. It's like, see, we've worked together so long now. We understand each other so well. It's like we finish each other's sandwiches. Yes, that is exactly the right word. Thank you. Points. Okay. Thank you. Ladies oh, and we gentlemen. Should, we should, should uh, we explain? Well, okay. Expl- yeah. So first I'm going to, I'm going to introduce our, our guest uh, for this week. We have, and I'm going to try not to fuck this up. <laughs> Mayla Shea, uh, who has recently published a book. Is that right? Yep. Hi everybody. Hello. Welcome well, to the show, show. Mela. <laughs> Thank you for having me. All righty. Now, uh, for those of you who have already been listening on the Twitch stream uh, or watching on the Twitch stream, you know that uh, we were about to introduce Shayla to points. Mela. God damn it. I'm Shayla's gonna... a pretty good mistake, though, because it's Shay. You know, that is my last name. Your name could just repeat forever. It's like pie. Shayla, Mayla, Shayla, Mayla, Shayla, Mayla, Shayla. That's great. <laughs> Mayla, under your seat, you will see an imaginary box of points. Uh, they are yours to distribute as you see fit for things that are funny or witty or pop culture references or just cool as fuck. Uh, if, you just, if you just feel a deep connection, that, that can be points worthy. Uh, points have existed all throughout time. They are not ours to give. Uh, uh, Drew Carey was recently introducing us to to points and how they've they've always been a part of history. Uh, and so, just remember that if ever uh, somebody does something that's cool enough for you to want to award points, you can do so at any time. Those are yours. So to I keep just them. say points for you. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Points. <laughs> that's getting at points. <laughs> that is. And Chris, you know what? Uh, some points to you for finally remembering to do that at the beginning of the show. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just going to tack that onto my hosting points tally. I'm just being quiet because I usually interview people. So, like, I'm just getting them to mindset, like, let them ask you questions. Don't yeah. ask them. Oh, you can quiet. absolutely interrupt. <laughs> we are very loose form here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then I'll turn into the interviewer and it'll just go sideways. That's true. <laughs> well, then, uh, I suppose the first question here, I understand that because uh, you're Facebook friends with me, which I usually can attribute to somebody being in the comedy scene. Uh, yeah. I, when did you start doing comedy? Oh, I was 20, 14 yeah. years ago. Yeah, I mean, don't. it's not a big deal because I was very, like, loosely committed to it. But um, it was, I was homeless, living in a homeless shelter at the time in New York City. And I was like, uh, I need to like, like, forget about my situation. And like going to the movies is going to cost me more than it would cost me to go to an open mic. 
Um, but also I was like in some kind of training at the time because I also have cerebral palsy. So like there are a lot of services in New York. So they're like, hey, go to this like training and maybe they'll place you with a job. They never ever, all the times that I've done that in the different states I've done that in, uh, they never placed me anywhere. But that's like probably because I'm too able-bodied. Anyway, not to go on too many tangents. There was <laughs> hey. another guy in there who was putting on a show and like they credit to this guy because he was putting on a variety show and like I would sit next to him and I would just banter with him and he kept being like you are so funny come on my show and I was like I don't know I, I don't know I was thinking about it like I don't know if I'm really that funny just more like conversationally funny and I was he was like shut up he was good you are funny <laughs> come on my show girl and so I finally said yes, but only credit to him like bugging me about it literally every day. And I thought he was really cool and funny too. So nice. I went on the show and like, I know this isn't normal for people, but I mean, you know, it was the gay center and like I told all my friends about it and everybody is like supportive in, in the gay center in New York City. And so um, I killed, even though I was shaking, like shaking the whole time. But then, obviously, after that, at the open mics, I didn't do so great. But that, that was the start of it. And my claim to, like, I guess, the famous people is that um, Jim Gaffigan said I was funny to my face. But nice. then I, I, was, I was just like, oh, thanks. And I left. Like, I fucked that up completely because I, I have, like, an imposter syndrome problem. But I think I, I, I conquered it because I actually wrote my book. But, yeah. Hope that answered your question and didn't last too long. I'm not even letting you talk. Sorry. Oh, no. You're doing just fine. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's extremely interesting. Look, all you're doing is giving me extra things to ask you questions about. Nothing wrong with that. Sweet. <laughs> um, now, real talk, though, how do you feel about Jim Gaffigan? We're going to go down this rabbit hole. I, oh, I, love, I love him. Why? Does he guys not love I love him. Sorry, I love him. Why do, you I, think I dad, why do you think dad is fat? Dad just angry. And then he has these, like, sides about his fucking sister who's Catholic. You shouldn't do that. I just fucking I'm sorry, I love it. A lot I think a lot of his stuff is funny and, and the earlier stuff I think uh got funnier. Uh or was funnier to me, I think. Kind of hit more for me. a long time I just felt like he was repeating his premises a whole lot. Because I mean if he's just, you know, a dad and he likes food and he has kids and that was just He's funny though. Rinse I, I and mean repeat. I know and he, and he's like I I just think he's funny. Also, but I mean, my my favorite comic is Maria Bamford. Like favorite, Bamford is favorite, amazing. favorite, She's favorite. So wonderful. Yeah, I love all of her stuff. She's like when nice I'm lady. when I'm sad, I just watch that show she made from Baby, her parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, that first special was so good. Like, what was she, it called? I forget. It's just like the I just called the show she made when she had a nervous breakdown and moved to her parents' house. <laughs> she like ordered a pizza and gave like was walking around giving everyone a slice. You know? Just like yeah, and food. she's like, "Don't be afraid of the dark." And I love that song. It was so good. Anyway. Yeah, my sec my second favorite comic is Mitch Hedberg, but he's dead. Also Patrice right. O'Neill, also dead. Very sad about that. And fucking Ralphie May. All tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So far, I've been able to meet, and this is not th through any comedic prowess. I just bought tickets and then saw them after their show. But uh, Dan Cummins and Christopher Titus. Yeah. Uh, and Christopher Titus is is basically how I got into doing comedy. Like George Carlin is what made me go, I want to be a comedian. But Christopher Titus oh. was like my, oh, that's how I could be a comedian. 
Like, he just talks about how terrible everything is and turns it into a funny thing. And I'm like, and that's what I do. We should do that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I did kiss a comic once before I was a comedian uh, on this uh, Comedy Central show that I didn't know. Well, I did know I was being filmed. It was very obviously a reality (laughs) show. Right. And I don't remember the guy's name, but I, if I saw a picture of him, I'd know who it was. But, um, it was basically like, right, okay, <laughs> oh my god, I have to tell this story. All right, I'm so. Like, do we know what the I show was like, called? Um, it was, I don't, you. it was like cranky, it wasn't crank anchors, but it was something like that, like playing pranks, okay. you know? So it was like, because crank anchors is puppets, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, it's like, I was newly homeless in the city, and I was on 45th and 5th, which is where the big library is, if you guys know New York City, the two lions are right. out yeah. in front. Anyway. They're on that corner, 45th and 5th, and they're just passing out a little piece of paper that says, will you kiss me or something? And like, they're filming all these women just look at the paper and throw it away or shake their head. And of course me, okay, the reason why I was there is because I used to go and sit in the library while I was homeless. And like, I would just leave my huge ass pickle pack in the fucking bushes. So like the images, me walking around with a fucking huge ass pack on my back and like a brightly colored duck yellow coat and like very short hair okay very okay. like not fitting in new york so i'm walking by they hand me the paper i look at it and i'm like this has to be a reality show like that's the first time thing out of my mouth i'm like i'm being filmed right now right and of course they're denying it and so but then he's like will you kiss me and i was just like fuck it i don't care so we did, and then like the produ- like they stopped filming or something. The producer comes out and like she talks to me. And I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> they had to get me to sign a release. Oh my god! Wow. Was it Impractical I Jokers? I think so. It was a long. It was this was been, this would have been in two thousand six, the summer of two thousand six. I definitely. Oh. So that's that's they were around then. I think. Uh, I think they were. Starting I don't know when. Around. I don't know when it premiered, but this was yeah. like on the first season. Uh, it couldn't have been the second but it was just like this does sound like the kind filmed, of shit they do though yeah it was filmed yes i think it was exactly that show it was filmed on uh in the summer i'd love to meet those guys yeah. someday they they seem like a lot of fun i did send that guy that i kissed a message being like hey uh just so you know i got into comedy and he was like great <laughs> Which is fair. I mean, what yeah. else? <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I was hoping that he would be like, come on the road, you know, like delusional thought process. Like, just reach out to that one famous comic yeah. you out of pre- on pretense and maybe he'll book you. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, guys. I think, uh, I think one of the things we like to do here on the podcast is we do like to do the mental health check-in. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And especially right now with the pandemic going on, um, you know, just uh, going around the room here, like, what's one thing that you've done this week to, to really help yourself be able to better uh, handle or, or cope with your current crisis here? Uh, I don't know if I am allowed to answer this on a video like who are, are the cops watching this uh, <laughs> just kidding i have no idea um i dropped five grams of shrooms that's what i did oh right on oh, you went yeah. you went on a trip that's what you did yeah that's you went yeah. on a trip um because i've been in the psych ward three times so it's cool that you guys do a mental health check-in but like i'm all about that but like i've been uh i had nervous breakdowns so i, I know all about that shit yeah take care of yourself 
Yeah, we can. Charlie, I mean, what have you been doing? How about you, Charlie? Well, not not nothing that cool. No, uh, you know this uh, this kind of this past couple of weeks we've been streaming games. I've been streaming games. Uh, I've went back because I've been really missing baseball. I never really like watch baseball, but I I like huh. baseball. I like that it's there, and I like now like we get to see like the Korean baseball leagues and the Taiwan baseball leagues. Um. So I found this old PC game from 2001 called Backyard Baseball. And I've been playing a lot of that. And it's actually super comforting. It's like, oh, this game that like I grew up on and like had 20 years ago almost. Oh man, I could really play some Oregon Trail right now. Yeah. I, exactly. of that. I feel like there are watch parties for that. That'd be cool. There was also this game, I forget the name of, but it was like a diamond hunter or something. And it was like around the time of Oregon Trail. And I like beat it all, mm. and I was oh like so God. happy. It was like it was like you could move boulders, and there were big spiders, and like yeah, this remember. is ringing a bell. It was yeah. like a, a small little dude, uh, little dude. I'm like, guy. I've never even played Oregon Trail though, so yeah. He, Charlie knows what I'm talking about. I'll remember the name of this. It'll come to yeah, me. Yeah, it it sounds so familiar. I definitely played something like that. And, and like it, it would it would show it would say a message like. Um, the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Like they definitely used uh, songs, song lyrics. Points. That's, yeah, they get yeah. their own points. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's just something about like that. Just something that I used to do 20 years ago. It's like, oh, yeah, that's nice that I, it's still there. It's oh my god, 2001 is almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> love that meme and it's like millennials 30 fuck <laughs> i know I'm, a, I'm 34 i'm an elder millennial oh you're the same age as joshua who no longer is on the show but he's he a former host he's in spirit yeah. he got yeah. oh is in, he still living though yeah he's alive <laughs> he's in spirit he's the skeleton on the door behind charlie <laughs> that, no, that's him right there. <laughs> Wait, did you guys have a disagreement, or did you just no? Think it's that all amicably. Too much, and then you kicked him off the island, like Drew Short. No, no, no. It was, in, my it, head, it was... in my head, that's how it happened. It was a meeting where it was like three hosts is too much. One of us got to go. <laughs> no, no, because we started with two. It was just Charlie and Josh for a while, and then I came on as a guest one day, and I just never left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Every so, like, time. you replaced an original host. What I do scandal. that a lot, actually. Scandalous. I take over <laughs> other comedians' comedy shows and I host that shit until it eventually dies from the same things it was dying from before. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> uh, let's see. This week, um, again, keeping up with, with the therapy, which is a new thing for me. That's uh, awesome. We've uh, finally got that sorted out. Um I've been diagnosed with the PTSDs, so we're working through. <gasps> I have complex uh, PTSD. Ooh, I have to make it. this about me. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, in this Big episode is time. about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, so your thing happened in a moment, right? It wasn't repetitive. No, my moment was the entire life from the age of one to like twenty-three. No, you definitely have complex then. Yes, like I have a lot. We have, we have so many things we're going to be going over. Because what we've done okay. is we're we're three sessions in, and all she wants to do is build a roadmap of my traumas. Oh yeah, she wants to roadmap your trauma. Have you done trauma releasing exercises, by the way? Like you literally mm. can just Google this. 
No. Definitely look that shit up. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. Like it's just simple exercises, but it's like you do them to tire your muscles out. And then you literally just lay on the floor, like on a, on a, yo- on a yoga mat or whatever, your mattress doesn't matter. And then you um, like butterfly your, your feet together. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you frog them and then yeah. you just let yourself shake mildly. Cause like dogs get rid of anxiety doing that. And so this is teaching humans how to do it. Huh. And so help your body release the trauma that's embedded in your cells. Like I've done an obsessive amount of research on it because of the way my fucking father is. So silver lining for that. <laughs> I know that feel. Um, so <laughs> Point, points, right? Yeah, points, points. Points for having shitty fathers. Uh, we'd yeah, high five, but we can't. Which way is it? uh so uh, a fun thing has happened though because we've we've been working on one of the things my therapist has realized is that i learned early on how to just shut down down shut down yeah fuck yeah i know and so she and so she's like we super serene you don't even know i'm there yeah and she's (laughs) like so we we have a real hard time figuring out what things you've actually processed and what things you've just detached from so hard are you guys gonna do emdr though emotional memory desensitization and reprocessing i have so many questions for you now so that would right now she she's realized yeah you're doing emdr aren't you so what she's realized is that she cannot try to tell me things because if she tries to tell me things we'll be stuck doing that for the whole session she's like we need to get this sorted first we just need to get the story out and then we can start actually teaching you things and so wait what kind of therapy are you taking that is is your your cognitive behavioral so far all i'm doing is getting the roadmap I don't know what the plan is. Yeah, but is there. she an EMDR therapist? Because that's you, what they do. They get the I've, roadmap first. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Sorry. I've, I don't, because I don't, she's I don't realized that if she tries to tell me things, I will I will forget about getting the story out and I will just tunnel right. into figuring out the things. But, and yeah. And she's like, We can't we can't let you do that. You will fuck this up. So <laughs> not her exact uh, words. No, I'm I terrified. know. So I think what you're telling me, make sure I'm following is that if she tells you stuff about yourself that she's perceiving, then you'll shut her out? No, 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 no. Um, I will get so focused on, oh, I have this new tool to use that I will stop uh-huh. trying to go over the roadmap and just focus on how to apply that specific tool to specific moments that I know are problems, and I'll stop. So it's like this one comedian who has this amazing joke where she says, I'll go to the gym, but then... I'll have one result like, oh, my socks fit better. I'm done. Exactly. Sort of like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm following you now. <laughs> and so, yeah. And she's like, nope, we, we just have to get through this. We are now six hours in and we just finished college. Uh, and so I give it another two sessions before we're caught up to now. And then I get to learn what we're going to do about it for the next six months. Oh, okay. It sounds like you're cognitive behavioral therapy which is helpful to talk about it um however can i say something that might be received a little controversially okay um i personally feel that you can't really resolve your trauma by talking about it because your amygdala and your brain just gets bigger from trauma and like it doesn't know if something's happening in the future or the present or the past it just knows it doesn't know if it's happening in the future or the past you know what i mean it just knows it's happening right now so talking about it for me in therapy was just like 
getting me triggered all the all the time i was like this is not really helping so then you're just oh what you're really doing is giving me mood stabilizers which well, just make me fucking stupid so no I will offense, say, don't go off your mood stabilizers if no. you're on them don't listen to me um for one i'm not on any <laughs> medications yet um nothing like that um now what she has done though or, or what i have realized though is that going through this uh like we have and focusing on the knowledge that i have shut things down so much uh, Friday, I had a fun moment where I finally got to notice that I was having a panic attack, which oh. technically counts as progress, but it doesn't fucking feel like it. So yeah, <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I, I definitely I'm had a way. nervous fucking breakdown when I started uncovering my trauma because in my experience, I was so like repressed is a it repressed doesn't fit it you know what i mean i was so like beaten down by the trauma the emotional mm-hmm. trauma that when i left for college like a weekend i had a full mental breakdown because all the trauma was being released because i didn't have my dad near me literally so screaming at me all the fucking time down. yeah yeah so i was like i have to actually fucking live and talk to humans and what I can't. And I'm not trained for this. Me, like sobbing all the time, like literally. I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Nobody's telling me I'm a piece of shit. People actually care about what I feel." <laughs> and somehow that feels I'm worse. I'm laughing, but it's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is what happened. Yeah. <sighs> points. <laughs> yeah, points, man. This has got to be the most morbid way we've ever used those. Sorry, no. This is this is a this is, this is a really. Great. I'm I'm very brutally honest, so I don't think this is going to be for sensitive listeners. Like, just so you know, I'm just warning you guys, whoever's watching and or listening, I'm going to tell you the real shit. So that's that's great. If you don't want to hear about childhood abuse, please don't listen to me. I won't regret. I won't hold it against you. Oh yeah, I guess we should start with like a, a, a <laughs> content warning when we put it out as a yeah con- yeah i would definitely that makes sense do that i am a con- i'm a walking content warning because <laughs> you might you might have this same response chris but it's like at least i i mean i can't speak for you it sounds like you have a lot of parallels to me but i like went through so much shit that it's like i'll just talk about it like i'm eating breakfast and i like mm-hmm. forget that like most people have normal or not most but you like people that have quote-unquote normal lives and parents that say i love you and care about your success they're like crying inside <laughs> when i'm talking about it i'm like oh my god i'm sorry that i made you not hungry anymore all right I, <laughs> my therapist had a moment she was like hang on i need to be angry for a second and i was like yeah. what <laughs> what you have appropriate feelings for my parents being shitty yeah she's like you should be angry by the way i was like nah like i've already been through that part i was angry and now <laughs> yeah. I, oh, she's like oh, okay you actually oh already processed this one and i was like yeah. oh okay so that's what those oh ones man like. i have such brutal story like i have this memory of like being so like just just brutally hurt by my dad i mean there's several times when he made me like, like sob really hardcore you know what i'm talking about mm. and like i went into my parents room and i was like this gift is not from me and i just like broke down in front of them and he just watched me like they do like psychopaths do they're fucking lizards it's just like this is not for you and you hurt my feelings and he's just watching me it's just like they just have no eye like nothing behind their eyes it's just so chilling anyway that was real that was a real story Woof. Yeah. we're getting in there <laughs> we're getting into it that's okay yeah, this does. everything <laughs> and nothing <laughs> yeah this is part of the everything well it's, a, it's been a rather deep mental health check but that's good 
Yeah, oh, this sorry. is. Oh, uh, I just had the mouthful. Health show. Yeah, I'm good. I drop shrooms. I'm great. I don't have any <laughs> depression monsters going on. Yay! Uh, hey. I will say that's two out of the last two guests that have dropped shrooms on the show. Look, we are in the middle of a global pandemic. Whatever that's people need fine. to I use, whatever you to gotta cope. do. Man. I oh, I'm not. Cope. I'm not actively high right now. Oh. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be able to talk to you if I was fractaling right now. No fucking way. Especially not the cogent way i've been doing it i'd probably be like whoa guys it shapes that's probably why you out of me. <laughs> well we appreciate that that's thank you for being considerate for being of the show considerate and not dropping shrooms not to say that our previous guest no, was not considered like did your did they come on and be like i just dropped shrooms because they take like 45 minutes to hit so if, no she so told us like she'd that? done them a bit ago and then we watched them take hold but as she got oh okay drunker it was an interesting episode a whole bottle of wine wow i don't know how she was very cogent because my experience of shrooms is if you take a hero dose which is five grams um they take 45 minutes to hit and then you start fractaling hardcore like actually seeing shapes so uh it's not a good idea to try to do a podcast it went great i thought it it was fine that's awesome shout out to her yeah shout out to red o'hare red o'hare's great (laughs) Uh, okay, so uh, childhood is terrible. Uh, I assume at some point you, well, you said you attempt college, uh, and it sounds like that had I mixed attempted results. college like three times, plus I was also in this program called Post-Secondary Options, where you go to college while you're in high school, so I don't want to say like I have the intelligence, but they said I did, so I'm just like, whatever, but I think right. I'm one of those like quote-unquote smart people that's like, I hate school, it bores me, you know? So, like, I just, like, I really am just, like, this is fucking boring. Why are we all sitting here? Let's go outside, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So, I guess, I just, I couldn't, I don't jive with it, really. Yeah, I definitely was, like, one of those, I was put in the the gifted program uh, early on. And I think it was because, you know, I'm born in October, so I started kindergarten, like, a year after other people that were born the same year. So, uh you know, then they, I was older than the other kids, so they put you in the gifted program, and then you kind of, like, age out of it, and they haven't prepared you for any, like, hard work, and then you get to stuff, and it's just like, this now, What sucks. was the point of that? <laughs> yeah, like, I wanted to just be in band class forever, yeah, right? you know, which I essentially did in college for four years, <laughs> band That's class. Awesome, though. I played the flute for three years. I, I want to get, I, I, I'm one of those people that's like, I'm going to learn the guitar this year. And then I never do. But seriously, I do like instruments, but that was, it's like a sad thing for me too, because my dad was one of his uh, narcissistic or psychopathic traits was obviously extreme competitiveness to like his own children. And so for an example, he would um, cheat at fucking card games with eight-year-olds, us. <laughs> because he couldn't lose that type because you know? he wanted like to he win just, he couldn't he couldn't stand losing that bad it's like you know just fyi i let my daughter win everything like so good you win great for you <laughs> and then i'm like maybe i should be making her lose a little bit so she doesn't think that like she can just win all the time because i don't want my kid to have only child itis but anyway yeah what was like what was i saying point is yeah he couldn't lose i forgot what i, I forgot what i was going with that i totally forgot sorry that's okay. So did we. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Let's ask another question. <laughs> oh, uh, so okay, we were going from uh, college, which you attempted a few times, uh, 
And then yeah. also the, the book is called... You read the book, right? Or no? I have not read the book. Yeah. The book is called... Okay, so just a little rundown. The book is called Vagrant Gimp because I have cerebral palsy. So that's what the gimp is for. It's not because I wear leather all over. Right. Um, that would be very uncomfortable and hot and you'd have to have a lot of baby powder. But anyway... <laughs> Um, disabled person gimp. And then it's called vagrant is the first word. So vagrant gimp because I was homeless in right. New York City for 15 months. Wow. And this was while you were doing comedy or? I started doing, so I landed in New York City uh, December of 2005. So I was 19 and I turned 20 that January 2006. So I started Whenever that show was, which I think was in 2007, so I might have lied. I may have been 21 when that occurred, but I, I remember it as being 20. So it was 20 or 21. Somewhere in there. I did comedy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. so the book is more of a focus on your life just during that time and the survival of those things. Oh, no. Sorry. It's not. It's like, it, it, it's like a, a chronological. Okay, so the, the, I actually have the book right I'll get it right now. Why not, Mela? Duh. Yeah. This will be helpful. Plug it. Um, unless my boyfriend moved his copy somewhere. He's very neat. He has, um, shout out to people with autism who are very clean. Um, I'm not a clean person. Uh, he moved it somewhere, I think. Bummer. Um, yeah, it's called Vagrant Gimp, and it starts with the first sentence is, uh, my sister and I are jealous of each other for different reasons because she has, she doesn't have a disability and I have one. So like my mom paid more attention to me and shit like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it starts there and uh, it talks about I how I think um, siblings of people with disabilities need a support group because they are ignored. Like if you're, I know my dad's a piece of shit, but my mom actually like, wanted to help me. I do think she has histrionic personality disorder, which is narcissism light, but more to that later if you want to talk about it. The point is, I was cognitively delayed. My sister was not. So it's like, she could do stuff at a normal pace, and mm -hmm. I would be like staring at it, trying to figure it out. And so the effect on her was that my mom, she would do something and be like, mom, mom, look. And my mom would be like, that's nice. And she'd immediately turn back to me. So that's gotta fuck her up, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's like, I, but from my point of view, like I never asked for that attention. I just didn't understand things, you know? Right, you, I was trying my goddamn best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it, you know, I do, it's not like I feel bad for my sister because I mean, we're estranged right now because I believe that she's a narcissist. I do not recommend dating her. It's a bad idea. Um, but uh, like, I would spend a lot of time just trying to figure shit out. Like there was this toy where you put the shapes through. You guys probably remember this toy yeah. square for square, you know, and I couldn't even understand that. That's the level of cognitive delay that I had. So I would try to put the square through the circle. You know what I mean? And I would just be like trying to slam it. Like, like why I'm won't like, you? Yeah. I'm like three doing this. Like, Oh, just go through the fucking, why don't you fit? <laughs> and then, and then, so she would come up and just be like, come on, let's play. Let's play. I want to play. I want to play. And then, I would get so frustrated, like just real frustrated. And one time I turned around and punched her in the face. And so it's like that kind of thing. It's like, wow. I still have that level of focus though. Just, I just, it's insane. The level of focus I have. Cause I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And then once I figured that out, I would be like, 
I'm going to learn to walk. And once I learned to walk, I was like, I'm going to learn to go up the stairs. And my mom would be like, I was scared to take you out because you had bruises everywhere. Cause I would try to go up the stairs and I would like slam my face on the stairs and like fall backwards. I didn't give a fuck. I just got back up. So when I was homeless, I was just like, all right, I guess this is happening. I got to figure this out. Like that's always been my personal personality. I'm not judging anybody, but I'm just saying like, um, if you're not like, if you're not like my personality, that's just like, well, we're just going to fucking do this. Then you're the type that like falls into drug addiction or just like is homeless for a long period of time. Cause you just like, can't figure it out. But I've always been the person like, I'm going to figure this out. So it's like a silver lining. I always look at silver linings. Like that's, I'm disabled, but it made me be like, this is not going to beat me. You know, just a focus like, and perseverance. Yeah. Right. Like, I have an extreme focus. Like, I just started my podcast, also called Vagrant Gimp, and I already have, like, 12 episodes recorded. I'm, like, obsessed. So I'm, like, let's get you on. So I'm going to get you guys on. But I decided that I'm going to interview you together because I did that. So I did a, a, a recording, actually, today with two people, and it went great. So why not do it again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, crap. Uh, Charlie, uh, I had originally asked her about uh, Wednesday after five. Oh, that... yeah. Sorry, Charlie. I was originally going to interview you separately, but now I decided against that in real time. <laughs> Are you available on Wednesday? I believe I can be. Yes. Right on. All right. Sweet. We're recording. See, everything's working out today. This has been a good day. This is awesome. Podcast. Well, you can't say no to a person with a disability. You'd just be a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. People will judge you. This is live. <laughs> uh, people are going to judge me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, I'm a weeb. Like, <laughs> What's always... a weeb? Uh, I like, I've only heard I like of anime. Okay. Uh, weeaboo is like a a derogatory term for a white person that loves Japanese animation and I'm Japanese culture. The only, uh, the only thing I know is Inuyasha. Like, I'm sorry. That's Inuyasha weird. is fucking terrible. I say it every <laughs> oh. time it gets brought up. And that's the only thing I've been exposed to. And that was like when I was 14. We can so fix I, that. I'm sorry. I don't, so much better anime. I feel horrible. I did date my very first, I guess, puppy love boyfriend when we were like 11 loved anime like literally learned to speak japanese so yeah if i would have stuck it out with him i'd know what you're talking about right now just kidding <laughs> inuyasha is like an exercise in spousal abuse though and i do not oh. like it i only saw one episode <laughs> i don't know that's fair uh, yeah. oh god this one's south sorry not points oh. for me <laughs> That's okay. We're gonna we're gonna send you some links to some good anime. Uh, <laughs> in fact, just to plug my own goddamn articles, if you go over to the Smirk Studios Inc. Uh, dot com okay. website, uh, yes, I N K, uh, you will see an article dedicated to Tower of God, uh, which Crunchyroll has put out as their first Crunchyroll original uh, series. You've been telling uh, me about this for like months now. I'm gonna keep doing it too because this story just keeps being great. I have not been disappointed by this anime ever, and I'm appreciating it. Damn. Oh, wow. Like, it's not... That's it's pretty not, high praise. That's pretty it high is. praise. It, it is not Especially favorite like anime the yet. people that I know that are into, like, anime or, like, some others... Like, anime is not obscure, but what I'm trying to say is that people in general that are very into, like, a certain subject 
they're very critical mm-hmm. of the subject. So for you to say that is like a huge deal. Yeah, it is not, it is not let me down yet. And this, it's, um, so it, rather than following like a traditional manga, there's just a webtoon uh, comic that they took wow. and put to anime. And That's so cool. it's it's coming from a whole different section of the world because usually it's just your Japanese wrote and did a thing to be sold in Japan. But this was, I mean, Tower of God was made in Korea, you know, and wow. it's designed yeah. for an American audience. And so it follows more of our structures um, and tropes than Japan's. And so it's been very interesting watching all of these little things play into each other uh, as we're starting to see, you know, a lot of classic American tropes for your main character rather than your Japanese tropes. And so it's been, I don't know, it's been a lot of fun, almost in the same ways the One Punch Man is, to just watch them tear all of the pieces apart of what anime is and make fun of it. This is doing it, but not in a make fun of it way, but just switching gears to make it a different kind of fun adventure. Okay, cool. Have you seen Ghost School on Netflix? It's a kid's show that my daughter loves. Is that considered anime? I don't know. I have not seen this. It's basically animated and they have like, they, they hunt down like ghosts. I mean, this sounds like an anime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know what anime is. I just haven't seen yeah. a lot of it. Well, like all uh, genres, there's good stuff and there's bad stuff. And unfortunately with anime, there is a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> I believe it is an anime, according to Google. Oh, you Googled it. Sweet. I, yeah. I, I had to know. It's one of the things yeah, it's, we I mean, it's a kid's show. It's a kid show. And I think it's pretty amusing. Because, like, they don't deal with, like, normal problems. They deal with, like, hey, this monster has infected your mother. What are you going to do about it? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just, like, eats it up. She actually loves, like, scary stuff. And I don't like scary stuff. And her father loves scary movies. So, like, I want to know, like, are you just born with a prob- like a like for scary movies? Like, is it like that? Because I don't like them. And my, my, Did- do you ever see that meme with Homer Simpson where it's like people who watch horror movies with their like feet up and they're so happy with their head on their face, and then like how I watch horror movies, which is like my covers over my head, like ah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder um, if there's possibly a corollary between um, did they maybe have a better childhood and life? Uh, starting no, out than you I do? cannot date normal people. No offense That's to the normies fair. out there. You I... gotta be fucked up for me to be interested in you because I'm not gonna be making <laughs> you sad every day. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. I'm sorry. Like, you know? Like, yeah. like my boyfriend now, for example, he uh, his parents used to just, like, leave him at home and go get fucked up. Like, with the dogs alone when he's three. Oh, my God. But the oh. silver lining to that is he's extremely creative because he had to fucking entertain himself. But of course, I interviewed him on my podcast. He was actually the second episode. And I'm like, you're lucky you didn't get fucking mauled yeah. and die. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, he accidentally set their bed on fire because he's like lighting <laughs> matches and again, left the fuck alone. And so like, he only survived because the neighbor is there and like puts his, he's like, happens to be watering his actual garden and he puts the hose through the window. So wow. anyway, uh, these are the type of people I date. Like, did your parents almost kill you with the dogs? Like, <laughs> yeah, we can fucking vibe, man. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know, Charlie. Are you into? Are you into horror shit? I'm. Not, you know, there's there's a line that I can get to, uh, between like where it's like spooky to where it's like just jump scares and blood essentially like like spooky and a little bit of gore i can do but when it's like flat out just horror like I yeah can't do i can't that. do that i can actually do the psychological thrillers that i can fuck with exactly but i cannot that fuck with shit horror. that makes you think is yeah. good yeah because <laughs> that has like an actual plot to it something to be figuring out and if you're good enough you can figure out like how it's gonna end and there's like a whole i guess like, i'd say i like thrillers time. Like that movie, yeah. I can't remember the names of anything, but I can tell you who's in it. Um, that uh, uh, the Kate Hudson lady, and it's like a voodoo movie where like these oh, old souls like inhabit the new bodies. Or like yes, that? that one. There you go. Yeah, that Dude. is my jam. I could watch that movie all the time. Um, what about? Did you ever see with Michael Douglas the game? I don't no. think I saw that one, but I also oh. liked that one where it was like Unbreakable or something, where I see dead people, kid. Dead people. Oh, uh, yeah. The Bruce uh, Willis one. Six cents. Yeah, six cents. There you go. But then he was also in one called Unbreakable or something. Yeah, Unbreakable. Also, I met Shyamalan where he's a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, and then they just recently did like the sequel called Glass, which I what's still need one, to see. What's the one where he's like actually a ghost the whole time? I'm pretty sure that's no, Bruce. That Willis, is the Six Sense. That's the Six oh. Sense. Yeah. Okay, I'm mixing up the movies then. Okay. Uh ooh ooh Those how about as above as above so below I, I think I have seen, seen that one, one but I haven't seen it in a long time It's I I don't like horror usually but I liked this one It it's very make you thinky Uh yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot Yeah I um like some of saw is actually kind of cool with like the puzzles and stuff but again it gets yeah, to the part there, where it's, it's just like the gory gore. and i just can't i'm yeah. like no if it was just the puzzles and stuff that's okay but then how would you yeah. go with that motif you know dora the explorer does just fine <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> points <laughs> thank you that's you do it. <laughs> that <was> a good one <laughs> yeah especially since i have a five-year-old she doesn't really fuck with dora though she's not really into dora yeah <clears throat> she likes Ooh. archibald a lot Archibald. Archibald. It's, it's, a, it's a show on Netflix about a chicken. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Hang on. We we do a fun game on here sometimes called uh, Who Would Win? Who and, Would Win? And just because we're on this subject right now, I want to bring back one we talked about a few weeks ago. Absolutely. Which was uh, Harold and Kumar. Okay. Versus Jane and Silent Bob. Oh, okay. Got it. Who wins an episode of Dora the Explorer? Like who can actually make it through the episode and complete the goal? Well, it would have to be groups. it would have to be um, Harold and Kumar because Silent Bob doesn't speak. He he gets his one line per show, right? Uh, where he gets mm-hmm. to drop some knowledge, and then he will, however, like do sign language or things like that. So in a cartoon well, capacity, works, he'd be able to do signs. Maybe, but Dora, you do know Dora, right? She does ask for participation. <laughs> that's true but i do believe in jay's ability to uh be the voice in yeah that but would dora be pissed act. off that silent bob is not participating enough you know oh i, I didn't that's realize dora was still gonna be there that's right i was thinking oh. they replaced dora 
and they yeah. just have oh. to make it through the episode. Oh, okay, like Silent Bob would then be Boots. Yeah, then then I changed opinion. my then it would be Silent Bob and Jay because yeah. actually the less speaking would probably be better. <laughs> I don't know that Jay alone speaks less than both Harold and Kumar. True. Fair point. <laughs> but I was only basing it on that door would be there. That's why I picked Harold and Kumar. Mm. Now, is this a crossover episode with uh, Dora's cousin Diego? Dora who- and Diego. Because <laughs> uh, Diego lives like in the rainforests of Costa Rica or yeah. whatever, so I'm just I'm just like if do you guys like, have any Spanish speaking listeners? Do you know? I have no idea. I don't believe so. I'll say nobody's brought it up. Uh, Hola, como estas? <laughs> Get out of me. Llamo, me llamo Mela. Mucho gusto. They <laughs> just said hi. My name's Mela. How are you? Nice to meet you. Right on. It's, a, it's, it's my pleasure, I said. I was going to say, Mucho one gusto. of those meant like nice things, right? <laughs> Mucho oh, yeah, gusto that's... is like a literal translation is much pleasure. Yeah, I love it. But it's like, you know, it's like also translated as like nice to meet you. You know, my, okay. favorite, my favorite Spanish word is the word for pe- perhaps. Quizás. Quizás. Yeah, quizás. Anyway. Spanish Spanish memories coming back. Nobody expects the Spanish, Spanish Inquisition. All right. Now, fun fact: uh, everybody did expect the Spanish Inquisition because they literally sent scribes forth to, and bards to say, "Hey, we're coming to town, and we're having this Inquisition." So, just letting you know, like, here we come. So everybody should have expected. Everybody the should have expected. Right. That's uh. I bet that it was it was very much like this though, where somebody came and they warned them, and they were like, "That sounds stupid. Nobody would really do." Oh my god! <laughs> wow. I think I think so too. <laughs> Horrific. That's why nobody expected it because everybody's stupid. <clears throat> right. I I think so. I imagine like a little like Doctor Fauci guy, just like, "No, get out of town, please, just leave." <laughs> Everybody's like fire points for that. I was like <laughs> points. That's a good one. Anyway, moving, moving on. Do you have another <laughs> who would win, Chris? Oh man, I actually don't think I'd I'd come up with anyone here. Oh. I ju- I've just been playing Monster Hunter for so much of my life these days. Yeah. Oh I'm, man, I'm excited for you to be playing that. That's. I ju- I want everybody to. Play. Do you guys play Warhammer? I've never played um, Warhammer. I've had friends who have played Warhammer. Yeah, my boyfriend's like really into Warhammer and makes like Warhammer pieces. He does. So I, like, he does the actual. Yeah, like I want. Like one of my fetishes is to watch him work on a Warhammer piece because I'm like, look at him working. Just the intent <laughs> focus. Yeah, and, like the. the tiny... No, I really like it. It makes me feel so like seen because that's my type of focus. I'm like, yeah, hmm? that's one of our compatibilities. Because he he's like. I hope you don't think I'm ignoring you. And I'm like, I'm turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Couple goals. Yeah. No, I've always, I'm I've like, always been interested I'm like, you play. paid that figurine and you make a, a thing for it to stand on. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you take a couple hours to do that and then I'm going to suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hey, that's Sorry, just part of the process. Cr- that's that's crude. Love in the it's process. Literally, it's literally my thought process. So anybody out there who's like likes Warhammer or likes to do really nerdy things, get yourself a girl like me, who's turned on by that. We do exist. Like I don't know why you guys keep keep trying to fuck with girls that are like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Like they're the worst. No, <laughs> go away. You're like a little gnat. Ew. <laughs> I, I yeah, I had a lot of friends who did Warhammer, uh, like the tiny paintbrushes and stuff, and like yeah, you know, real real detail. I mean, it's crazy the stuff they'll do. I mean, some of these figurines could be like this big and like yeah, they can make big ones. But I've always been way too broke for that or Magic: The Gathering. Like, oh yeah, I had I, I had boyfriends that played Magic. I was a Magic yeah. boy for a while. As, as I, I've, been, I've, been the, I've been the girlfriend at land parties like i seem to only be into like nerds because i think they're focused that's probably yeah. why i just yeah, found yeah, something yeah. today hey you found what you like good for you yeah not everybody does that yeah i can't fuck with people that don't have focus that's basically it i'm also attracted to talent like any type of talent i'm definitely a star fuck like for sure <laughs> I can't fuck with people that are like okay with mediocrity. You know what I mean? I don't mean to have a huge ego, but I'm just like I can't fuck with people that are like I went to work and then I ate food and then I watched TV and then I went to sleep. Like oh, I just want to die. Thanks. That was so boring. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I I work with those people and I'm just like I'm like what? I'm losing How my brain function right now. By? Speaking to you. Right. Like yeah. What <laughs> else up. is in your brain? Is there is there nothing? Does it? Does it go quiet? What does that feel like? I know, right? <laughs> um, and I just you, I one of my coworkers, uh, work there, like also plays drums like me, and, and like had her own radio show and stuff like that. And I was like, she's so. I was just like, dude, you're so cool. You're easily like the coolest person here because like you actually do something with your life. Like <laughs> that's incredible. Like besides just be here or be drunk yeah. at <laughs> like a bar. Yeah, I always, I always think that like the stuff I do is just dumb, stupid, whatever's. But then I listen to other people, and they're not even doing that. And I'm like, how do you, how do you just do nothing though? Right. Ugh. It's so like not fulfilling. Not that I won't points like for, points for that. <laughs> points all around. Yeah. Points all around. Ooh. Okay. So this was a fun thing on the internet for a while. Uh, do you do you have the internal monologue? Oh, of like, do I narrate my day? Yeah, like you have your own voice in your your head that you can like hear when you like read and things like that. You guys do know that I'm a professional psychic, right? Like for 10 years. No. <laughs> I'm wow. all about the voices in the head. Yeah, that's yeah. my jam. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I mean, your own voice though, not... <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I mean, what I think what you might be referencing is that voice that's like... Uh, um, you should wear those pants or you look stupid that one well no like when like, you read something how does oh, that yeah, appear like, in your head I read it out loud to, to myself yeah in in your yeah exactly in my voice yeah. yeah yeah I've got I've got the internal voice Charlie oh oh yeah I'll have like whole like diatribes to myself and I think this is why we can't imagine what it's like to do nothing else we will never know what the <laughs> silence is like <laughs> to just sit in nothingness because our brains are so needy and incessant. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, yes, but also, 
to me, I mean, I could just go way left. Like I'm very woo. Like I'm like all about the energy grid and like there's energies all around us all the time, like shit like that. And so what I, I guess if you, I don't know how much deep you want to get into this, but like, I always tell people like, always listen to your gut because like, for example, um, antelopes are not fucking just sitting around and being like, I wonder if that lion's hungry. Maybe not today. We should just sit here and see. No, they're too busy running away from the fucking lion every single time. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, <laughs> listen to your gut. And the other example I have about that is the show um, I Survived, which I mean, don't watch it if you're too scared. But the point is that, and I'm not victim blaming them. I'm just telling you that every single episode of that show they say, I had a little thought, maybe I shouldn't go there or talk to that person or do this. You know what I mean? Their gut instinct told them not to do it. And, and then they, they disregarded just did it. it. Yeah, disregarded it. We do that all the fucking time. So if you learn to listen to your gut or you just, because every time I've not listened to my gut because I'm still human and sometimes I don't listen, I take it on mm -hmm. the short end of the stick. It could be even just a download of like, hey, you should wear, you should take an extra pair of pants today and i'll be like why am i having this thought but then the day i did it or the, i didn't listen to it and i got splashed by an oncoming car like you know when when they're standing yeah. water it splashed my fucking pants and i'm like that's why i got the message to fucking take a different <laughs> pair of pants god damn it you know yeah absolutely there's uh just like there's some crazy amount of nerve endings in your gut like it's almost as many nerve endings in your gut like your actual physical gut as in your brain so you feel something in your gut yeah that's it's the it's so so what you're talking about charlie actually is points because this, hey. this science, science is catching up to the psychic woo side like it's a lot of it is now scientifically proven in that you have a second brain in your gut and you also can tell like there's more senses than just the regular five you can tell if somebody is scared hungry thirsty tired like they've proven it yeah. That people can look at other people and tell you if they think they're scared, hungry, thirsty, or tired, or angry. Like, so that's just intuition there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they've also uh, proven the energy field, by the way. I can like send you all kinds of woo links, but I'm like, yay, science! Uh, proprioception, the sense of where your limbs are at all times. Like, yeah. The, the, the five senses are. Like we should be teaching like more than that already because yeah totally anything. see I got super lucky that my my uh, mom's a Wiccan and my dad's a Buddhist so like at an Good early combo. age yeah at an early age my dad was teaching me meditation rather than letting the school dope me up on Ritalin because uh, they were like you've got ADHD and my dad was like yes he does so he's gonna learn how to sit down <laughs> <laughs> meditate That's yeah excellent actually. Uh, his methods could have been better, uh, but we get where we get. And so, <laughs> but was your dad the abusive one or your mom or both? Uh, yes. Just to both? Yeah. Or yes to the dad? <laughs> there, there's different kinds of abuse all around, yeah. right? Um, right. mom was pretty neglectful, very alcoholic. So she would come home and just start drinking and be pretty checked out until an argument would be occurring between the two of them. And then me at six years old to be woken up to come be the mediator so yeah things like that that's kind of like um, my boyfriend actually did they did they like argue to the point of like throwing hands at each other no uh but like uh i've definitely 
been informed by my therapist that the punishments throughout my life definitely count as child abuse so like as an example would be uh, getting punched in the face when i'm four years old yeah that happened to my boyfriend <laughs> you should be interviewing him man he sounds like he had a similar experience to you <laughs> like literally I mean, parents like, are alcoholics and like throwing hands at each other he tries to like get between them and they just like slap him away but like he has a story of like his dad's like using a drill and he goes outside with like a toy drill because he wants to be included as children do. And what happened? He gets slapped in the face. It's like, so I'm telling him about this because I have a kid, you know, and he doesn't have a kid, which is fine. But like, I noticed when they met or second, and this, I'm not insulting him. It's just what happened. He was like critical of her because he's, he's scared. He wants to be included. He's just going into his child self. Right. Yeah. So I was just like, honey, like, because he, he, he would say he's like I told her like it was good to see her and I'm like babe what you did was insult her and be critical and tell her to be quiet a bunch and then be like it was good to see you like you have to get her a present and ask her about her life that's all you really got to do for little kids they just want to be included they want you to care and then like a light bulb went off and he was like oh and I was like yeah because your parents never included you especially not your father so yeah so yeah, after that he was really good because he knew he had the roadmap. Now he knows what to do, you know. Yeah, and it turns out a lot of that is just, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just shit I didn't know how to figure out because I had never learned, you know. <laughs> well, because your parents failed you. I mean, just fact. Like my parents fucking failed. Like I had a long conversation with my mother. Right? She's allowed. My dad is not allowed to participate in my life. He, I'm full no contact with him. But my mom's allowed to participate because I went through everything that happened. And I kept being like, mother, I was the child in the situation. You were responsible for my safety and you failed time and time again. What have you say about this? Because if you don't fucking say what I want you to say, you're not going to see my kid. I mean, that I was just that direct. I was like, I have to be able to trust you. You have to understand what you did. You have to understand how you failed me, point blank. Yeah. And I mean, that is that is a good way of making sure that you're not going to be sending your kid yeah, down Yeah, I said, a similar I was like, path. I'm not going to send my small human child to your house if I can't trust you to care for her. But the, but I mean, in my mom's credit, the reason why I even was like confident in taking this route with her is because she was very good with us when we were small. But as you know, I mean, I don't know if you know in your particular case, but is generally no, it's been proven that if there's one abusive parent and one parent that's not, which my mom was, but she liked little kids. But the point is, is that it doesn't matter how nice you are to counteract that abuse. They're still going to get fucked up. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, if you're listening to this right now, I'm very impassioned, but if you are married to somebody that's abusive and you think that staying for the kids to shield them is going to help them, they're fucked up already. You that's not the answer. Yeah. Like, and I also want to say, like, real truth, like, whatever kept my mom in that relationship for 20 years, I know it was money, et cetera, because my dad was into financial abuse as well. I would have gladly lived in a car with her if it meant getting away from him. Like, just so you know, your kids will live in a car with you, like, in a second. Yeah, absolutely. Dropping down. How was, how, how was your childhood, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> did um, your parents fucking love you did you, they, did you have a lovely childhood i would say uh compared to the two cases we've heard not bad uh you know my parents got divorced when i was pretty young and uh so that was you know hard um 
my dad has since you know uh moved <laughs> like he remarried and then divorced again and then is now with another woman so you know it's not like my dad is close and and unfortunately we're not as close as i'd like us to be but he's not like uh-huh. a bad guy i don't blame him for anything uh my yeah. mom has really always been there for me and i super lover so that's like yeah i mean that i'm happy for you I mean, yeah that's great this is, how, this is how people should be like you know i worked really hard on my shit so i wouldn't repeat the cycle you know my kid is not gonna have this my kid doesn't she doesn't have the same experience that i did you know break the cycle more or my or my ex did you know what i mean so it's like that's super important to me like i like i don't know i don't want to be egotistical or say that i'm you know like i'm the best mom of course i fuck up sometimes but it's like I took that so seriously. Like, yeah. if I was going to have a child, I was like, you need to fucking figure out, first of all, that you even want one. Because it's like, the, the only reason that kid is here, because you, because you let somebody bust in you. Well, that's gross. But that's <laughs> what happens. So, or, you know, you know, test two babies. I don't want to shame anybody or how they were born. I'm just saying, like, the only reason the kid is here is because you decided to have that kid. So that's why I take it so seriously. Like she is my responsibility and like, I'm going to make sure she has a good life. Absolutely. As it should be. Yeah. Good mom points. (laughs) Points for me. Speaking I do spend of, too much time, too much time spending money at Target though for toys eh. right now because pandemic. It's like, oh, she's not seeing any of her friends. I feel bad. Here's a toy. Uh, speaking of though, uh, as today is the day right before, uh, happy mm-hmm. oh, uh, preemptive I happy Mother's Day. Bring, thank you. I forgot to bring her cards in the, from the car. I was gonna do that because she was so cute, you guys. Yesterday we went to Target. Oh my God, this is, might make me a little bit teary eyed, but like she's, I just strapped her in her booster seat and I'm like, yeah, we're going to Target. And she goes, mom, is it Mother's Day? And I'm like, yes, in a couple of days. And she just is like, she hands me these two cards that she made. I'm like, oh my God, you're the best. She like, drew, she like drew me pictures and stuff. That was cool. That's yeah. Oh, I love that kid. Oh, yeah. And, and another, oh, just to, like, lighten the mood back up, or maybe <laughs> make it a little bit scary. Like, I, I have cerebral palsy, okay? So, and cerebral palsy, okay, just for a backstory, is, like, it's a it's the number one birth injury you can get. So, it doesn't, it's not to do with your genetics, anything. Anybody can get it. It's just, like, if you're born prematurely and you are cut off from oxygen at some point coming out. Huh. Um, right. Or the doctors fuck up. There's also medical negligence that causes it. But basically you're cut off from oxygen at some point. So, um, so you can have it like me where I just have a little limp on my left side and my eyes don't track, or you can have it to where you're like using a mobility device. Or if you've ever seen that movie called my left foot, that's about cerebral palsy. He right. only uses left foot. So it can be that bad and you can have it where you don't speak. But anyway, where was I going with this? She asked me why I didn't, cause we, so we went to target and like it was in, you know, this big thing. And so I parked over by Burlington Coat Factory because there was less cars around because COVID, blah, blah, blah. And like, I left the car, I didn't return the cart to Target. And she asked me why. She's like, mommy, why didn't you return the cart? And I said to her, frankly, I was like, well, sweetie, because your mom's a little bit like highly, not paranoid, but like, you know, always sensing danger all the time, you know, as you do when you have PTSD. So I said, your mommy cares about you a lot. And like, she doesn't move as fast as you or daddy. And to me, that's too far to take the cart 
um, with if you're already in the car because I got to take care of you. Do you understand? And she goes, and I, because I was like, I don't want somebody to come snatch you up. They probably won't, but like mommy's worried about that. She was like, okay. <laughs> but I like that I can like just tell her the real truth. Like that's yeah. how I relate to my kid. Unless, because I, because by the way, I do believe in not like just being like, oh yeah, everything's great. Like, no, there are scared people out there and you need to be aware, you know? Right. And it's about trying to figure out that line, though, between making them aware yeah, of a thing, but on, not... I work on, like, her intuition a lot. Like, I'm just like, you know, when you meet somebody, listen to what your body tells you about them. She's like, okay, mommy. I don't know if she's understanding it, but, like, to me, you get a... It's called vibes. You guys have heard, obviously. Yeah. So it's like, you get a vibe off the person when you meet them. And, like, I always tell people to go off that. Uh, yes, of course, there can be bad first impressions. Most often the time, they're not. Like, if you have something off with somebody, um, that's your intuition saying, like, don't trust this person or whatever, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> anyway, I don't know what else question you're going to ask. Like, just <laughs> like, I just thought that was a good thing to share. Yeah. yeah wonderful. And I mean, we're, we're all obviously very into uh, being connected, right? I mean, uh, I've... I don't know if it's because of the PTSD, right? Yeah. Um, but we we are more aware of well, what you know, to me, to, according to me, based on your stories, you're definitely psychic. Just I think everyone is. I just personally do because I think everyone has access to the energy field, and me personally believe that everybody comes here with a soul contract because we're all really souls. We're not really like Mela and christopher and chris chris and uh, charlie right? right where the soul is inside of the bodies you know so uh, if you want to incarnate and because i also believe in reincarnation so anyway so so you you pass away from your last life right so you have a, a life review and you have a big party and then you go to school and you see your life from the god perspective which i'm super excited about i'm not saying i want to kill <laughs> myself to find out but i i'm looking but forward when to we that get there. when my time comes yeah and so then you get to decide after you spend some time over in heaven or the universe, whatever you call it, with God and all the angels and all the people that have died before you that are really blah, blah, blah. Then you get to decide if you want to come back and be a human. So if you do decide, then you meet with the council of elders and you draft up a soul contract. And you can either follow that soul contract to the letter. You can ask to make changes or you don't have to do any of it. It's all up to you. That's what free will is for. However since I'm on this tangent, the earth grid is literally restructuring right now. And we're actually not going to have the option to not follow the contract anymore in the lifetimes past this one. We're going to have to make, we're going to have to follow the contracts or ask to change it because we need to as ascend to our higher selves. Like it's no more option to be asleep. Anyway, I just get real woo, but it's my job. I'm so <laughs> sad that Joshua is not here for this conversation. Yeah, he would be jumping on a lot of these keywords that, right yeah. now. Um, oh, sorry, Joshua. He, he can I, I, I wish you were here to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and these are because Charlie right now lives with Joshua, and I yeah. live with Joshua for about a year and a half. So we've we've had these kinds of conversations a lot. <laughs> oh, nice! Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys have been exposed. Oh, yeah. yeah. To the multi-dimensional aspects of our lives. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. That was uh, that was one of our. Is that a new episodes. sitcom we're gonna make? <laughs> multi-dimensional aspects of our lives mm -hmm, that's awesome yeah one of our one of our previous episodes sweet anyway 
Right. Um, let's see. What all do we have left over today? Uh, oh, uh, we do like to cover a few segments on the show. Uh, Charlie, do we have anything in news right now? Uh, right meow. <laughs> well, for that. Right meow. <laughs> no, not not so much news. No, I mean we we talked a little bit about the murder hornets in the previous episode. That's true. I love that they're showing up here in Washington. Like, why does shit keep happening in the places I live? What is yeah. with Where's that? my book, by the way? Sorry, guys. Where's my book? Can you hand it to me, please? This is the book that I brought for him to read. So he's back, and I show you the book, even though I rudely interrupted everybody to say that. Here it it's is. Okay, we've been wanting to see this. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah that's cool. And, and we're gonna see. we're gonna put links in the descriptions here for how you can go uh, get on yourself a copy. Yay. Yeah, that's me doing stand up. Yep, that's awesome. That's my that's my book, and uh, you can read a lot of crazy stories in there. I highly recommend it. I know I wrote it, but I <laughs> I was like, wow, this is this all all this is fucking crazy, man. Well, that's good. Like, how I did know, I survive? <laughs> I know, like sometimes, like I will put you know try and make something, and it's like I feel like I don't want anybody to see it. So it's good that you actually want people to see it. It's good that you think it's a good product. Oh. I mean, Spirit told me to write the book for about 10 years, and I was like, no, don't want to. Kick and screaming, you know? <laughs> and then, like, I did, I gave in and started working on it for two years. And then um, I did, I, like, didn't finish. I, like, couldn't. I had a block against finishing it because imposter syndrome, you know? Yeah. But then pandemic happened, and I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? No, I can't, like, spend all my time obsessing about jokes that I'm going to tell at a show later. So um silver lining for the pandemic okay. is that i just finished the book i was like fuck it i'm finishing it i don't have any more excuses publish you know hell yeah now it. here's yeah. something i did want to check in on because you mentioned the soul contract thing yeah now uh that is that is a new piece of this puzzle uh, as far as things i would have heard about so you said that before we had the option of not following it and now we're not going to have that option yeah. But I do want to know what would be the difference. Is there an incentive for following? Oh it in shit. The first no, place? this is gonna get real tragic. Um oh, the boy. down this is just called a download and that I've received literally today. Um if you don't want to follow your soul contract anymore, then you gotta come home. Like they're gonna actually take you out. Like it's just not an option anymore. Well yeah, but what would happen before? Well, you have opportunities to follow it or listen to your guides, but like if you actively are like, nope, I'm going to turtle it, I'm going to shut down and just exist, like the people you describe at your job, they're not going to get to stay. Wow. That's crazy. Because this is really about ascension, right? So like the actual, like this is just going to sound real crazy and some people listening to this are going to think I'm nutballs, but I'm really talking to the people who are like, oh yeah, that shit makes sense. Um, <laughs> the earth is closing. You know what I mean? Like the earth is a training ground. It's not, I know like we're all here for funsies, you know, but literally like in the galaxy sense, the earth is a training ground. So we come here to develop. So like the guides are like getting pissed at us because we're not moving to our higher selves fast enough. Cause right now we're ascending to 5d energy away from 3d energy. And then of course it'll be beyond to six and seven and eight D in the future. But basically the earth has like either like, a thousand more years or two thousand more years depending on what they decide because basically right now the deadline is a thousand more years of earth so if you don't get your shit together in a thousand years you're getting left you know what i mean so it's like but that but that point is is that in the thousand years of the time that you decide to come back like let's say you have five life cycles in that time because you don't have to come back back to back right 
Right. Then if you decide in one of those life cycles, you don't want to follow the contract, then they're just going to take you out, like literally murder you in some way. And so you will come, you will come back to the big ball of light because for example, the reason why I know about the big ball of light is because my dad nearly drowned me at five. Not a joke. He had a, a psychotic break. And uh, we were sitting in a park and like, you know how like the, the dock goes out into the water and you can like sit on the edge. We were on that dock and I was sitting facing him holding a, an apple. And you can tell I'm not lying because of the level of detail my little brain remembers, you know? So I have an apple in my hand and then he just takes me by the, the waist and just like pushes me backward into the water three times and, and, bring, and would bring me back up. But I would see him laughing maniacally like like eyes rolled back in his head and his face was white like no color white so I was like shit I'm gonna fucking die you know so like um the angels came to me and were they were talking to me and they were like listen it's okay you can come home it's just this big ball of light over here you can just come with us everything is fine and I also had the light flashing in front of my eyes thing that people say about near-death experiences but um he snapped out of it and I survived that but ever since then, I had access to the angelic realm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of shit that happened to me that made me very sensitive. But if you had a childhood similar to mine, I think the same thing happened to you, Chris. I mean, I've definitely been very aware uh, throughout my life. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to tell how much of that is very spiritually inclined and how much of that is being trained in an environment where being one step ahead of the needs and desires of others is the difference well yeah but that, but that also there. happens like you're being taught that you don't matter and the needs of others always matter so you're like scanning you're scanning the it's like it's like why we're so good at comedy because we're always scanning the room for people that yeah. are in agreement. you know what i mean like that's why we're good at it because i can tell you in a second and i don't even know if this is actual you know what i mean like before i was a psychic quote unquote i could read the room yeah. like before i was a psychic or a fucking comedian um, that's why we're better. Sorry, no offense, but like we, we know we know when shit's going south because we're about to get hit or yelled at. You know, like we know that shit. So, you know what I mean? Like yeah. for us, for our abuse. So, um, right. But do you do comedy? I know no, I'm not funny do, at all. But, oh yeah, you're, you are. You've said some <laughs> funny things. Charlie's uh, a very good writer, yeah, uh, I'm more but the, uh... he. He does not enjoy the attention of a stage, it seems. I mean... Oh, yeah. I fucking love that shit. Why don't you like the stage? I, <laughs> I fucking I, love it. I can't I relate. play drums. Like, I, <laughs> I want to be in the background, you know? Oh, you do like the stage, but only if you're in the back. Okay, I got it. Yeah, I like, I like yeah. the support of a group, you know? Like, yeah. Charlie and I co-host Trivia Nights for McMinimins. Um, <gasps> I love McMinimins. And yeah, so... I miss, I miss that place. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm back working there now, which is uh, <laughs> kind of weird. They they're reopening, yeah, doing takeout. So that's been fun the last couple of weeks. Just kinda I like, used to go to that. I used to go to the one that was the movie theater that you could get pizza. Uh, you still have that one? Mission, Mission or Baghdad? Yeah. It was the Baghdad. Baghdad's yeah. cool on Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're doing takeout food now, but. No movie theaters. I, I don't know what they're going to do. That's going to be crazy. I mean, hopefully just bear down and be able to make it through the next couple months. It's like tape off. Yeah, but nobody was seat. really watching movies before that. You know what I mean? It's like 
I do feel I don't know. They did the Princess theater. Bride and that that theater was fucking packed. Well, that's the Princess Bride. Well, yeah, but you if know, you keep you, making good marketing watch, decisions like that. You gotta like watch that. Wesley, you know? Wesley oh, and yeah. Buttercup and fucking Mowich. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that scene. Mowich. Sweet oh, my God. <laughs> love. Uh, Sweet love. True love. Oh, man. And then Robin Wright with her titties in her chin the whole time. Fucking, how can you not watch? Love that movie. Robin Wright is amazing. Absolute legend. Yeah, I fucking love her. She she put up with ma- being married to that whack job. What's his name? Sean Penn for like 20 years. Oh, yeah. oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking whack job. And I mean, that's Well, no, that part makes sense. From, I meant the marriage part psychic, is the new information. <laughs> no, yeah, she was married to him for like 20 years. Wow. Huh. He was also married to Madonna for four right. years. Sean Penn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, are we thinking the right, the same person? Like Penn and Teller, Sean Penn? No, 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 no. That's Penn Gillette. Cool. <laughs> no, yeah, Sean Penn was married to Madonna for four years. Then I don't know who Sean Penn is. The actor? The actor. Do I need That's... to pull it up? Hold on. Oh, my Let's God, you don't is. know who Sean Penn is? He, like, I don't know who most act- people are. Sean Penn you is You got to tell me, that... like, roles they've done. Okay, well, I, he's the actor that, like, went to, uh, oh, to, to New Orleans and, like, rode around in a boat with a gun, saving people in Katrina. Did you see that on the news? No, you can't give me, like, real-world stuff for me to know oh, who this okay. person is. <laughs> I can't, like, recall his movies, really. That's, yeah, he does, I, like, I'm a lot really, of... Looking him up. Well, I don't you, really, I don't you really have disabled screen sharing, so I can't, I can't show you. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. Hang on. I can fix that. What about... Does that does that fix it? No. Well, hang on. We're gonna... Oops. I'm only breaking things a little. It's fine. It's fine. I Let's see. While I'm while we're doing that, okay. Did you see Mystic River? Speaking of crazy thrillers. Oh my God! Mystic River made me think of Mystic Pizza with Julia Roberts, and I, I was love like, "Mystic he was, Pizza." He, That's a great but that movie. it made me think of it, and I was like, "He wasn't in Mystic Pizza." No, and no. Then you were saying Mystic River. Mystic River with uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, yeah, other people. Uh, he was in. Let's see what happens. Try that, Charlie. Hell yeah! Okay, cool. Yes, we're even. Look. Have you seen oh yeah, he, he was in Milk, yeah. Yeah, he was in Milk. Dead Man Walking, that was a cool one. Okay, I've seen this person's face before. What else have you done? Curb Your Enthusiasm as no, Sean Penn. Is that me. helping you? No. Family Guy as Sean Penn. Is that <laughs> Super fucking helpful. I'm so helpful. Polly Shore is dead as Sean Penn. What? Oh, he was okay. in I Am Sam. That was a great movie. Yeah, I just might not have watched anything this guy's in. Being John Malkovich, I forgot who's in that. I don't know. That's fine. I'm sorry. He looks very smarmy, and I don't like him. Yeah, he's you know he abused uh, at least one of his partners. He beat up. Didn't he beat up a paparazzo? Yeah, well, he has yeah. A, he has a temper for sure. I can kind of understand that part of it. And, uh, <laughs> and he, who was he just like meeting up with like some crazed world leader to like help them out i forget anyway he does oh, Den- kind of dennis dennis rodman met with uh kim jong 
the yeah, guy that just yeah, died yeah. a bunch of times. Or did or didn't or, or whatever. Yeah, alle- so, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I do want to kind of go out on a positive note here, guys. Um, we Positivity. Have, we have another segment we like to do um, called uh, This Day in Historical Points. Yes. Um, and this is, again, further proof that, that points are not something we came up with. They're not something now, right? But we do think that sometimes throughout history, people are not given the proper dosage of points. And so we like oh. to correct that and go back and, and talk about people that we think are overlooked or should be celebrated maybe a bit more than they are these days. Um, and are today, you talking about dead people? Sometimes. Sometimes they're people okay. that are still alive. Just depends gotcha. on when in history it happened. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, today, we're talking about the people who helped the birth control pill come into being. Oh, yeah. Uh, birth control pioneer Margaret Sanger uh, headed the project, simply known as The Pill. Like, that's just what they called it. Um, and it was funded by heiress Catherine McCormick. Okay, and back in 1916, that, I mean, for a woman to be funding a project like that and being the sole backer. I mean, I've, I feel like that is one super impressive for that time frame, right? Cause this is, we've not always been a great world for <laughs> people, uh, or anything really. Uh, and while we seem to be trying, we're still not quite there. Um, I mean, it was a really big deal back in 1916 because I think, not to interrupt you, but what you're trying to say is like women couldn't even vote till 1920. Yeah. And also like we couldn't even fucking have credit cards without our husband position or permission until like, I think 1970 or the late sixties. It was like that. Right. So yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. Unfair. Yeah. And so these two got together and figured out that there was a fucking problem. Uh, and they found a way to solve that much like, uh, the exact, uh, Features is not the word I'm looking for. We are not computers. Dang it. <laughs> the aspect of people that uh, <laughs> Mela was uh, being excited about before, that perseverance, right? That yeah, we have yeah. a problem, we're going to figure it out. And this is how we're going to do it. And so these two women came together back in 1916 to bring us something that we today are still so excited and happy about the existence of yeah. you know more than a hundred years I mean, later yes i fully am for the existence of birth control but for me personally i can't fuck with hormonal birth control it like makes me insane they gotta fix that shit they gotta make birth control for you dudes yeah, oh absolutely. i am about that life absolutely yeah. as soon as that's why, an why don't why don't why don't you guys warm up your body and trick it to thinking you can't have a kid for <laughs> our pleasure how about that i'm yeah. done with that points for myself Points for you. Fucking make the dudes take the pill. That's what I think. Yeah, I no, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's, I, I think. Or, or I'm a fan. Honestly, seriously, if 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 uh, vasectomies were like easily reversible, I would be like, okay, everybody gets a vasectomy until you want to have a kid, then you can have it back. Like, why? How about that? You know. But of course, it's like you know that's risky. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be great. Yeah, but I think if you've had a vasectomy for like two years or more, then like if you restore it, it's like kind of iffy, you know. That's why I'm not like pushing that idea because I don't want to make people infertile just because I'm selfish, you know. Yeah. (laughs) The difference between you and most lawmakers. 
Um, right. Oh, <laughs> points. points. That's like major points. So many points, all the points. That was wow. great. Well, shit, guys. I, we, should, uh, we should just end on that, right? Leave yeah, I was going to say, I think, this is, I think this is the spot, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, think we've, I think we've reached our destination tonight. Feels okay. good. Well, thank well, you so much for having me. I'll show my book again, The Vagrant Gimp. You can get it on Amazon. Absolutely. And again, send me links so that I can be yeah, putting things sure. in descriptions. Uh, uh, gonna... Yeah, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at Wan. You spell my name M-E-L-A and then last name is Shea, like Shea Butter, Shea Stadium, S-H-E-A. Um, you can find me on YouTube slash Funny Mela. And uh, if you want to do Snapchat, it's MelaShea19. <laughs> and Twitter is MelaShea, at MelaShea, I think. But basically, if you just Google my name, and you yeah. can find everything about me because That's I'm awesome. the only Melache ever. You can even find my sexy videos if you're into that kind of thing. So, Whoa. yay. Links provided. But uh, yeah, the, so. the pa- uh, pa- well, the really Patreon is, yeah, I fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, I have checked out your Patreon. I'm, I'm a hustler, man. I, I haven't had a real job since I was a fucking 21. That's not a joke. So, uh, I just hustle. Yeah, buy my book and join my yeah. Patreon, and uh, <laughs> give me give me money. I'm all about that life. Absolutely, that's awesome. Oh man, Mayla, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a fantastic episode. Uh, we've we've got because uh, I I don't shut my trap. That's why. <laughs> that's great. It's one of our favorite I'm things about at, you. I'm good at the talking thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, alrighty. Uh, Maylet, thank you again. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. I had so much fun. Ah. Charlie, I fucking love you. Love and you uh, audience, we love you guys too. Hopefully we'll see you back here next week. Yay! Woo! Alright, recording is over. I'm going to also do that. <laughs>